The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of puck talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy, and as always, go Canucks, go. Is Trevor there, man? I think Trevor disappeared, man. Boom, bam. This is an episode of Locked on Canucks. Uh, Begsy lagging already. It is what it is. Okay, uh, they, they call this what? The dog days of the hockey season. Things happen, okay? Let's talk about Dakota Joshua. That wrist being what? And uh, Detroit? Canucks, uh, did the NHL issue a warning to these teams? And oh yeah, Patterson. Man, oh man, this guy always wants to talk about Patterson. Okay, let's do this another episode of Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm here, I think, and you're here as well with us uh, on Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, co-host of Locked On Canucks and also a Canucks writer for Daily Hive, Vancouver. Before we dive into today's episode, we got to thank you for tuning in to Locked On Canucks because it is your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe or follow us for free wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, maybe a subscription can help with my internet connection, man. My God, unbelievable. Also going to let you know today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download that game type app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Coming up to, on today's show, as Kyle mentioned, got some notes on tonight's game, the lineup ahead. Um, again, Dakota Joshua, if you're uh, just listening, is now out for tonight's game, apparently injured in a fight. We're going to talk about that. Also, the warning issued to the Canucks and Red Wings, apparently. But most importantly, we got to talk about Elias Pettersson because Whoa. whether it's been on our show, on other networks, in the online world. It feels like this guy is getting more criticism than he than he deserves yeah. right now. So we're going to unpack that and tell you why. Again, Elias Pettersson, as a reminder, is in the MVP conversation. So let's relax on the Elias Pettersson criticism. Before we do any of that, let me introduce my co-host, someone I'm likely to never criticize, Kyle Bowen. Yeah, on, bro, you're about to throw the throw the mitts to defend Elias Pettersson, man. That's the most bro I've ever seen you sound in your life, man. You've never been that passionate about protecting me, man. I'll say that much. It's okay, though, okay? I get it, okay? The Canucks, again, the first love of your love, of your life, uh, the first love of my life. And right now, they're at the top of the league. Uh, the big reason why they're at the top of the league is because of Dakota Joshua, and now they got to somewhat replace him for a game or maybe more. And uh, it kind of sucks, man. It kind of sucks. That being said, why do I think Mikheyev can replace him? Oh, because Mikheyev's a good hockey player. Uh, more on that yeah. in a couple of minutes. Uh, but first, Begsy, man. Before we get all hockey talk, and I hope you do start off with the, the good stuff about Patterson, like, you know, the MVP talk. How was your Valentine's Day, man? Come on, I got stories about my Valentine's Day. Uh, we'll, we'll spread it out throughout the, the episode. But, man, oh, man, how, how was your uh, night last night? Yeah, this might seem a little odd for people, but uh, I actually had my in-laws over just so it was dinner with my wife, my in-laws. I mean, I think the Valentine's Day celebration is coming on the weekend when, you know, we have some... Uh, uh, some more firm babysitting. So obviously not Canucks game night. I'll be writing post game for Daily Hive on Saturday. So Sunday night, that's okay. my Valentine's Day, buddy. Okay, that's beautiful, man. I did, I did, I did go flower shopping with my daughter though. Boom, bam, and you guys picked your own bouquet out. Blah blah blah. Let's talk about mm-hmm. the the what the best player on the Vancouver Canucks. Sometimes, sometimes, Elias Patterson, man. I think he's been good for the majority of the season. I think he's been struggling recently, five on five. Yes, I've seen those turnovers in the the offensive zone. It doesn't seem like he's all there. Uh, but give this guy more of a, a break. Yeah, because A, we need him, and B, he deserves it. Straight up. 
It's all good. Patterson is going to be fine. Like, I think throughout his career, he does this, right? He rips it up, and then sometimes his lulls kind of look like this, and then he rips it up again. I think he's still finishing with 110 points. I think he's still being dynamic, and I don't think that this inconsistency is going to be something that happens in the playoffs because maybe this guy's bored, and again, what you call the dog days of the hockey season. Yeah, and I think that's a key point right there, Kyle, is, you know, January and February often referred to as the dog days of the season. And guess what? During those dog days, dog days of the season, the Canucks have barely lost in regulation. What? They have, I think it's two or three regulation losses since January 1st. What? Again, like things have been going so well in Vancouver. So I feel like a lot of this Pedersen criticism uh, has come from fans looking for someone to complain about it. Again, interact with us on, on YouTube or after the fact, Twitter, uh, on the video on YouTube, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, about how you feel about Pedersen because we've seen it in our comments. I've seen it in other comments where this guy just seems to be getting too much criticism. You know, In general, the top six is getting criticism because, hey, you got the third line going out there, doing their thing on a nightly basis. And I guess it's kind of masking maybe some of the issues in the top six, right? I think consistency has been an issue for the top six, but at the end of the day, look, Patterson isn't going to score an even strength point every night. At the end of the day, this guy still has 69 points. Nice in 54 games. That's at the end lot. of the day, this guy is still top 10, top 10. He's actually top fourth overall in five on five points Ooh. for 60 uh, overall this season, trailing only McDavid McKinnon. And for some reason, Tyler Sagan since December 1st, only McKinnon and Je- Jesper Bratt have more even strength points. Uh, sorry, McDavid and Jesper Brad have more even strength points per 60 than Elias Patterson. Mm. And this guy's revolving door of wingers, which we've talked about time and time again. And some people want to say, oh, Mel Patterson's maybe not a good teammate and blah, blah, blah. It's all noise. It's all garbage. This guy's one of the best players on the Vancouver Canucks. And you know, I think that small segment of the fan base who kind of keeps criticizing his play has to really think about you know what they have in Pedersen because yeah. he's a damn good hockey player. And uh, I don't know if, uh, Kyle, you and I don't want to see him leave. Some fans might want to see him leave, but uh, no, you no, and I he, certainly don't. He's really good, man. I mean, if he continues on this pace, and again, he's kind of inconsistent, but then he rips it up uh, like the best of the best across the league. He may finish up with, like, what, the most points a Canucks player ever got in a season. Like, there's a small chance of that, you know? He's having a really good season, and... Yeah, man. Uh, what do you think the people are saying though specifically? Because is it is it always talk about the uh, like he doesn't make his line? I, I even see that now. Like, oh, I, he doesn't make his line mates better. You know, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? What's going on here? Is it uh, the turnovers or again taking maybe a possible dip in his defensive play? Like, do you have the fancy stats in front of you? Like, what what, what do you think they're specifically uh, demanding more from slash feeling a bit agitated about specifically with uh, the the alien? I think it goes back to the turnovers and maybe a lack of shift-to-shift consistency. But you can take any, you know, three- to five-game stretch out of the season and, you know, Pedersen's producing, he's putting points up there. I really do think it's the shift-to-shift consistency. You know, you know look, Elias Pedersen and JT Miller actually have some similarities in the sense that they both kind of like to play high-risk hockey. I know JT Miller's taken a lot out of his game. But Elias Pedersen's game relies on instinct. It relies on trusting himself and having the confidence to go make plays. And yeah, sometimes that is going to result in turnovers. But at the end of the day, you have Pedersen going out there and for the most part, outscoring the opposition when he's on the ice and being one of the best damn and most productive players in the NHL. And again, doing it with this revolving door of line mates. Now, there are some fancy stats that suggest that, you know, when he's been with Mikheyev, when he's been with Kuzmenko, his two most common line mates this season, his possession metrics dip without them. 
But to me, that's just a factor of being on a ton of different lines with a ton of different guys. And you know what? I think maybe JT Miller being better defensively than we thought has overshadowed some of Pedersen's great defensive prowess. Um, we haven't seen those like big, you know, defensive plays that Pedersen's made recently. But again, he's one of the most productive guys in the NHL. It's like, you know, if he was any better defensively, this guy might be the front runner for MVP right now. But instead, he's maybe top 10 in MVP voting. Yeah, we expect a lot from uh, one of the best players in hockey. It happens, and this is the best coast, the west coast of Canada. Vancouver, out of any city in the NHL, should expect the most, you know, because we've been, we've been what, missing, missing the most. It makes sense, man. All in all, though, we're blessed, man. We're blessed, man. We spent what? We spent like... 15 minutes talking about Connor Garland possibly being one of the best NHL players right now in the league. And we're complaining about Elias Patterson. Well, some of us, man, it's something yeah. else, man. It's, it's something <laughs> else, man. It's a, a crazy time to be alive. You know, February, February the, the, the 15th, right? Thursday, uh, hockey night in Vancouver, Detroit in Vancouver squaring up. And I'll say this, man, it's going to be the, the best game. Elias Patterson has played this season. Boom, bam. Why not, man? Why not say the nicest things? He deserves it, man, and it could happen. And I feel as if there's a buzz in the air, man. And I know this because the tickets got a lot more expensive, which is cool, right? Which is cool, well-deserved, congratulations. But just in the city, man, it feels, it feels, feels like Vancouver again. And the more and more I see people kind of complain about Patterson, I get it, man, you're entitled to your opinions, but I'm like, dude, a big part of the buzz slash the hope that we have rest on Elias Pettersson. You don't replace guys like this. And I think some of the doubt slash words used upon Pettersson will stop in the future after we see consistency in the playoffs from this guy because he has the tools and a small sample size in the NHL, but a pretty decent one in his other pro-life in Sweden that he balls out. He balls out. He puts the league on notice in the playoffs. I don't think these inconsistencies and these turnovers and these uh, just boring games from Pedersen are going to be apparent in, again, April to June. Yeah, playoffs uh, will be key for Pedersen. And, um, yeah, I do think some of the contract stuff that's out there, the fact that he's not talking to the team, have some fans uh, kind of soured about him as well. <laughs> um, but, again, it's it's it's, mo it's mostly hearsay. Shout out to GL is commenting on the show. <laughs> you know, it's mostly hearsay because he won't talk to the team, right? Um, and who knows, maybe he is talking to the team. And we just don't know about it, right? But it's it's such a big unknown and it's such a big, big decision that Canucks have to make. He will be the highest paid player in team history. I think we'd all love if he took a discount too because, hey, that's how you build a champion. That's how you build a contender. Um, so again, all hearsay right now. All I can oh, say to Canucks man. fans is enjoy the present, enjoy the moment. You have one of the best take damn it. players in the yeah. NHL on your team. Stop criticizing him. Take a discount, right? I get it. And I've even recently asked for it, and it ironically has a lot to do with Dakota Joshua, who we'll touch on in a couple of minutes. But imagine, you know, you've been grinding hard. You put your body on the line. You do your thing and get, you know, an opportunity to make more money. Like, how many people listening to this or watching this are taking a discount? I get it, though. We do different things. It's different. I, I get it. I get it because we're dealing with millions to thousands. But just the whole take a discount thing is tossed around so lightly right interesting man but again they're building to become a champion totally different blah 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 hey Patterson deserves a lot 
Pedersen may deserve the most, but right now I think he deserves some more patience. It's going to happen. And Begsy, uh, we got to see it tonight. I think that transition to being more consistent has to really be given to him based on what's going to happen with his line mates because he's been, let's put it this way, Pedersen's had the most friends this year in the NHL, okay? For real. He's gotten close to the most homies, the most brothers. He has a lot of close friends on this team. Guys played with everyone. If Lindholm and Hoaglander, the Ikea line, you know, his Swedish brothers can stick together for more than, I don't know, 12 periods, game on. That's the way I feel. 100%. I'm going to say one thing real quick about Pedersen before we get to break. You know, there's one stat to me that suggests that he actually has been unlucky not to score more this season. Um, It's individual points percentage, which basically is the amount of points a player uh, gets when a goal is scored. And Pedersen's at 72%. His career average has been closer to 80. So there's a chance that Pedersen probably should be on more goals this year and hasn't necessarily shown up on the stat sheet. And again, that's saying something because this guy is Again, at 69 points in 54 games. That's a 104-point pace. Not bad. Not mm. bad last time I checked. You know who else isn't bad? Dakota Joshua. Although this injury news, that ain't good. We're going to talk about that on the other side and a couple of other things in Trevor's notes presented by Kyle. Before we do that, I got to shout out Camino Consulting. But Kyle, before I get into it, I want to ask you, you know, have you ever speed dated? Dude, come on, man. I'm Okay, you're going to make me talk... A little ish about the ad read for this company. Dude, come on. I'm a real romantic, bro. Speed dated. I want to get to know you the right way. I want to look you in the eye, okay? For a long time. Come on, man. What type of question is that? No, I haven't. But have you? I'm just curious. I'm just I'm just curious, man. I have, uh, no, because I kind of miss out on the Tinder era. You know, if, unless you count clubbing and talking to girls as speed dating. I guess that's a form of speed dating, right? Look at this move, man. I thought that was very good at this. This was the move at the club. This was the move at the club. How you doing, baby? All right. Now, now I, got, I got to dance throughout this ad right now, okay? Uh, how would you like... Oh, sorry. Our sponsor today is Camino <laughs> Consulting. How would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding how one another benefit or understanding one another better prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big ongoing fights. Hey, that's relationship talk, baby. After providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees, Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Whoa. Did your Valentine's gift of tickets to the game not go over as well as you'd hoped? Whoa. Get the couples and family online seminar for 25% off the, for the month of February using discount code locked on. Again, that is discount code locked on for 25% off for the rest of the month at CaminoConsulting.ca or mention locked on when reaching out for a business seminar and receive the five, the first five profiles for free. Okay, okay, we back on this episode of Locked on Canucks. Man, oh man, that right there is Trevor Beggs, uh, the speed dating connoisseur, man. I love it, man. Hey, speaking of Valentine's Day, they, 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 they said something pretty bold there, right? They said, uh, uh, did your Valentine's Day date or night date not go the way you planned? Blah, blah, blah. Bro, my girl showed up, what, an hour late for the dinner. I was sitting there alone for an hour at the restaurant. I probably looked like the dude wow. who got stood up. It's okay, though, man. It's all love. It's all love, man. Divine timing. Traffic happens, right? Safety first. But uh, I hope that didn't happen to anyone listening to the show, man, because that's that's mean, bro. That's mean. Hey, speaking of being mean, leave Pedersen alone just for a bit. Just for a bit, okay? Just just a little bit. 
Now look at this comment, okay? It's making me think about a lot. Even though I don't think Pedersen looks at the negativity, cares about that stuff, I still think he does think about the fans a lot, okay? Uh, Arthur, he's asking, uh, do you think the Canucks can convince Elias Pedersen that they can build a dynasty here? This is, this is the big thing. It really is. You know how a lot of us are demanding so much from Pedersen, and part of that is, oh, he hasn't proven anything yet. Uh, we talk about the $12 million player. We talk about the $13 million, blah, 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 right? He hasn't proven anything yet. Yo, the Canucks, for a baller like that, an elite athlete like that, they haven't proven anything yet, which is the truth. Now, can the Canucks convince him that this is a team you want to take a pay cut for slash one, you know, chasing a championship in recent, in recent future? Dude, unless they get to the third round or, you know what I'm saying? They haven't really proven anything yet. You know, it just, it's just the truth. Now, on that note, a long playoff run with the noise of the fan base, right? Him hearing Rogers Arena at full capacity and hearing Vancouver for the first time in his life. And a long playoff run, we're talking about even even more of a pay cut to build a championship here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Kyle, I pretty much agree with everything you say. It's going to take a long playoff run to convince him that there's a dynasty here. If they have no playoff success, it's hard to convince anyone that there's a dynasty going on. The other thing to watch out for is how they navigate the next offseason. Now, I don't want to talk too much about that on February 15th, but you know, this same core saw what happened in 2020 where they had success, were one game away from the conference finals, and then the management team decided not to re-sign any of the veterans or good players. So... I think, you know, playoff success is one and how they navigate this, the offseason are the two things that would probably uh, play towards convincing Pedersen that there's a chance of building a dynasty here. Speaking of dynasties, man, I hope we got a dynasty going here on Lockdown Canucks, your team every day, trying to become the best Canucks podcast of all time. And that's why I like to let, like, let Kyle do more oh, of the talking, man. which is what we're going to do right now with Trevor's Notes presented by Kyle. That was an old school drop right there, man, from 2023, man. Anyways, Trevor's Notes brought to you by Kyle, and the first one is obvious, Dakota Joshua. Um, may have hurt his wrist during that fight, probably did. You know what, Trevor? During that fight, like right after that fight, it did seem like something was wrong, like he said something to the other fighter, like something was given through body language that kind of indicated that this fight needed to stop because somebody got hurt. I kind of sensed it, but I didn't say it on the postgame show because I'm too positive right now. Okay, straight up, straight up. I didn't, didn't want to put that out there, but it may have happened, and he might be out for longer than one game. Um, I brought up the uh, the whole notion that we should be fine because Mikheyev is still on this team, but they are going to miss the chemistry because that was becoming so apparent. I'm not going to say it was Sadine-like. Not going to say that, but the one-two punch between Joshua and Garland was a lot of fun, and it's been fun often for the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, 100%. And uh, you, you kind of mentioned at the top of the show, I'm, I'm interested to see what McKayev does on this line because, you know, while right now Joshua, Garland, and Bluger are playing as well as they've ever played, obviously McKayev hasn't played that well. Now, I still think McKayev's a pretty good hockey player. I think he's pretty cerebral. He's never going to be amazing with a puck on his stick. But uh, let's see if there's some motivation here because, mm -hmm. you know, I've said it since pretty much you got acquired by the steam. I don't see this guy as a top six guy. Sure, he can go and play in your top six and – I'd be a complimentary piece, but really, I think like where I see Alia Mikheyev is being an elite third liner, for lack of a better term. And the reason he has him there, maybe, is the Canucks A want him to play with Pedersen, and B they have an elite third line right now. But 
I think it's a big opportunity for Ilya Bukayev tonight, and I'm mm-hmm. curious to see what uh, what he does with it. Again, he's a good player, and he could fill the hole up really well, right? Happy Valentine's Day, but that chemistry, man, that's going to be missed. It's going to be really, yeah. really missed. Hey, speaking yeah. of chemistry, okay, Hoaglander. <clears throat> Actually, you know what? Before we talk about Hoaglander, can I bring up a, a whole fighting thing? Because I hopped on Twitter yeah. when I got into the studio, and uh, I realized while doing the research for the show, that uh, some people were not happy with Joshua, star player now, right? One of the best players on the best team in the league uh, chose to fight. And fighting is stupid. You know, that conversation was brought up once again. Um, I guess, you know, again, an injury happened here. It's easy to connect those two feelings. But um, I think fighting is in the game because without it, more injuries would occur. And... I know it's 2024, but even in 2024, hockey is the most lunatic sport in the world, you know? It's just part of the sport. Like, you got lunatics playing, okay? Some, like, crazy things happen. It's like, the, you know, I, you know what we saw uh, in regards to Riley and that Greg guy? It's a, da- it's a dangerous sport, man. Like, you got to make sure people don't do that to your teammates during the game because more often than not, right, Not not like... It's not like it's in a in a regular occurrence, but even in the rarity, again, these hockey players can kind of act like mur- like I don't know, attempted murderers, you know, for a little bit. It's the truth. It's a crazy sport. Yeah, it, it is a nut sport for sure. And although fighting's been on the decline, look, I think you ask any casual fan. Again, we have maybe some hard, more hardcore fans listening to Locked On Canucks. We love you whether you're casual or hardcore. But pretty much every casual fan I talk to wants to see fights. They want to see scraps. Now, is it a smart thing to do? From an injury standpoint, of course not. You have more risk of getting injured. But I think you hear what Connor Garland said after that fight last night where, you know, he owed Dak a big one. He thought it was unbelievable that Dak stood up for him, that he owed Dak a dinner. Because guys recognize, like, that's a sign of respect. And I think when you stand up for teammates, that that helps really does help bond a team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, look, it's a physical sport. I don't think you're ever going to eliminate fighting unless they straight up outlaw it, right? You're going to have situations where guys take shots at someone on your team, and then you're going to mm-hmm. step up and do something about it, right? So... Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with the fight. I think getting injured is is unfortunate for sure. But again, at least this is this is February. The Canucks got a long runway. You know, no no need to rush Joshua back. Let's see what guys like McKay can do in his role. <laughs> Dude, I just I just uh, compared uh, hockey to I don't know attempted murder on occurrence, and that's that's crazy, man. I brought up the Morgan Riley thing. Dude, we, come on. I, when I was what eleven years old, twelve years old, I saw the. Todd Bertuzzi thing. Not again, it's just a crazy sport. It's just a crazy sport. It's uh I, I never even played ice ice hockey, but I kind of get it, get why it's part of the game. Okay, anyways, uh Hoaglander. Uh, he's part of PB2 finally. That's cool. I'm actually more interested in how he does five on five though, still. Okay, that's just me. Cause I don't care about PP2, okay? You know, Vank, like, I really don't care when you got those all-stars on PP1. You guys figure it out. And in the playoffs, can you guys, uh, you know, be on the power play for anywhere from 7 to 90 seconds per per power play attempt, okay? So, again, Hoaglander on PP2, congratulations. But I want to talk about Lindholm and Pedersen, man. Uh, do you think those three can do something? And ideally, like, what? how do you think they can make it work based on their player types? Yeah, 100% think they, they can make it work. I think Hoogliner, I mean, Hoogliner Patterson, we know they have amazing puck skills. You have a great 200 foot, a very cerebral player in Elias Lindholm. 
I think Elias Pettersson does it all well, despite maybe the odd turnover here and there because he's really trying to make a play. I'm really excited to see what that line can accomplish together. And I think so far, so good um, uh, since they've been united as a line. And you know, let's just see. I, I think it can work absolutely. Um, I think, Kyle, you and I have been banging the drum on the show for a long time. And we're not mm. the only ones about how Hoagliner could be a top uh, a top six player in this league. And yeah. obviously, you know, three goals in three games is uh, just not a bad start. It isn't. Okay, do you want to talk about PP2? I don't want to take your take your shine away, but do you really want to talk about the dynamics of how that thing could work with Hoaglander on PP2? Really? With Hughes, Besser, Patterson, I, Miller, Lindholm on PP1? Give, give go, me, go ahead. Go give, ahead. Give me, 10, give me 10 seconds because it was, ironically enough, it was in that Detroit game where PP2 controlled the puck for about two minutes and had a couple of good scores. Yeah, just, well, that's, Dude. Maybe if they got maybe they had Hoaglander on there on that game, they would have scored then and we would have won. And so, bro, uh, think about this, right? Rick Tockett is such a cerebral-like coach. Like, he's making moves constantly. He doesn't give a F, bro, who he hurts, whose feelings he hurts, right? And I heard on uh, that Brock Besser conversation with the Spit and Chicklets that it's actually Rick Tockett who's all over the power play and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. the workings on it. So, bro, you're onto something, eh? Speaking of being onto something, man, hey, Trevor Beggs, man, homestand coming up. This, uh, like, uh, you know, like that nine game. I'm still looking at that nine gamer down the road, right? And a couple weeks ago, or maybe 10 days ago, you talked about RT Banks possibly getting a look there. Hey, speaking of getting a look, Surrey, man, the coolest dude born in Surrey, not Trevor Beggs. Sorry, buddy. Sarge T. Baines, man. And uh, Rick Tockett saying that even if it's not for a game, they're going to give him a look. Uh, this is as hockey as sport as it gets, okay? You already know uh, the writing is on the wall for, again, another part of this magical story involving your Vancouver Canucks. Arch look. Uh, Arch Baines gets a look uh, for, for a couple practices and impresses so much that, dude, they can't. They can't not put him in the lineup over Neil Zaman or Sam Lafferty or maybe a struggling Ilya Mikheyev, right? Or a injured Dakota Joshua. Archie Baines may be a part of this journey this season. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't want any Canucks to get injured, obviously. Dakota Joshua, that's enough. Hopefully it's short term. Get well soon, buddy. If you look at the Canucks depth chart, I would argue that Archie Baines is already the 14 forward, right? You look at the Canucks right now have 13 forwards. Uh, in their lineup, you know, RC Vance, I have. Oh. Okay, Trevor, man. Trevor is lagging there. I think what he was about to say was, RC Baines is, is doing it for Surrey, man. That's just the truth, okay? He's doing it for Surrey. For Surrey and I think, I think he's going to make a debut this season within the next four weeks. And it's going to, okay, bro. Not that it has to be, but it's going to be loud in that building because of Surrey making their presence felt in that building. And then fast forward to the year 3046, bro, Surrey's going to get an NHL team. It's a magical season, man. (laughs) RC Baines will be GM of that team too. eh? (laughs) Let's go, buddy. Let's go. Uh, yeah, R.C. Baines, he won't be playing tonight, unfortunately, but I, I think it's coming soon. Talk it kind of alluded as much uh, mm-hmm. today when he met with the media. Let's wrap up the show, talk a little about Wings Canucks and the potential warning that was given uh, to the <laughs> Wings and Canucks, according to Elliot Friedman. Uh, I'm going to wrap up with that on the other side. Before I do that, I got to shout out Game Time. 
what a day here, okay? We had the first ad with Camino Consulting saying, oh, well, maybe your, did your tickets work out for Valentine's Day? Well, if not, hey. uh, go to Camino Consulting, and then we got game time coming up. Well, you know, I hope your your, your uh, Valentine's Day gift worked out. But guess what? There's never a bad time to go on game time because they are the best place to find killer deals at the last minute if you're looking for tickets. I know this for a fact because I get these emails from Nicole at game time, and she's always teasing me with concerts and events this week in my area. Area, a game time. They also offer a lowest price guarantee along with event protection cancellation. There's literally nothing to lose. You can get exclusive flash deals for tickets on hockey, football, basketball, baseball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Now I have no choice but to get off my square rear end and check in a local show on a Friday night. So make sure you snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download that game time app, create an account, and use code locked on. For $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, okay, we back on this episode of Locked On Canucks. A man oh man, dude. Trevor Beggs, bro, getting chirped. More than anything, okay? Look at Mr. Whale talking about your Wi-Fi on this episode of Locked On Canucks. Hey, one love to the Locked On Podcast Network and the Don't Doze Art Lab for providing that West Coast bias and that West Coast bias only. Again, Mr. Whale chirping Trevor, asking him if he's outside. Okay, and then look at this. Richard Richard with the chirp of the year, bro. <laughs> bro, people who want chirping out of hockey too, like they just want it to be a respectful game like soccer. Bro, come on, man. How can you say that when there's chirps like this on the ice, okay? Hey, Trevor, is that is that public Wi-Fi? Oh, my God, dude. Unreal, yeah, dude. No, it's it's uh, all, all fair comments. Hey, it's uh, these tens of dollars for, that we make on Lockdown Canucks hoping to uh, to hey, save man. it up maybe to, uh, to get a tech upgrade here. But We're making I, the thousands. We're making the thousands. We're making the millions of fans, bro. It's all about the fans, okay? It's all about the fans. It's all about the, uh, uh, the, the spirit level, okay, when it comes to numbers. Because, man, oh, man, the, the mission, the journey, the magic. Uh, look at what we're doing here. We're talking about a first-place team the day after Valentine's Day, man. Hey, my girlfriend's so lucky that the Canucks didn't play yesterday, okay? Bro, you, you talk about her being an hour late? Bro, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have existed in her Valentine's Day, okay? Go Canucks, go. Uh, Trevor, uh, can, I mention, can I mention a couple more comments before we really get into this? Because the Baines thing is really getting people going, okay? Look at Callum Sandu saying, call up R.S.D. Baines, right? And Lefty, right? This guy's practically a scout. Uh, from what I've seen of Baines and Victoria, uh, this guy could crash the net. He could be dangerous. Hey, if he can crash the net, it's because he's got that will to get it done. Hey, speaking of getting it done, bro, it's pretty obvious that he's willing to do whatever it takes in his NHL career to get the done. Look at the tra- trajectory. Look at how he's gotten better. And, uh, dude, can we, like, can that be an open practice? Like, can they, can, okay, no, that's, okay, you know what? Okay, I got to, I got to take the Surrey out of it, okay? Anyways, Begsy, uh, we got a game tonight against the Wings. Uh, Wallman, uh, the Gritty, right? Uh, what a dangerous move. So dangerous that, what, the NHL is flying out, not only Gary Bettman to the game tonight, but the SWAT and the FBI. They're going to be in attendance today, okay? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, I cannot confirm, but uh, you're pretty glued in, Kyle, so I, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Look, 
Um, I don't know if this could be a retribution game tonight, but I will say, like, aside from the gritty, that game was pretty, pretty physical, lots of scraps, lots of scrums, uh, Canucks in Detroit. So I would expect that something similar might happen tonight. I don't know. I don't think Wallace is going to fight someone. I don't think he's no been a big way, fighter dude. throughout his career, but I could see it. I could see it being a physical game. And look, I think the Canucks want revenge in this game. I hope, I, I think, you know, we've had some games where the Canucks have blown against the blues and flyers. Like teams are kind of middle of the pack. Let's not do the same against the Red Wings tonight. Let's go beat up on a team that just lost eight, four to the Edmonton Oilers. They're going to come out pissed off. They're going to come out hungry. Uh, let's make sure that we match the same energy. And look, I see the Canucks getting five goals tonight. I'm going to say it's a Dude. five, five, two victory for your Vancouver Canucks. Okay. So let me do the math. Five, two victory for the Vancouver Canucks and Pedersen with six goals. That's what I'm hearing, man. That's what I'm hearing. Hey, my wow. girl, my girl is actually going to the game tonight. So, uh, they got a win for her at least, man. Okay, if it's, think about this, right? If the Canucks win tonight while well, my girl is in the building and she gets to soak in Vancouver being Vancouver, like, come on. She hasn't really experienced that a lot in the last decade of her life. You get what I'm saying? So if it hits her like that and the Canucks win tonight, maybe she'll get more used to the fact that her life's about to change because, man, oh, man, these games matter way too much. The Canucks, they play three times a week. So 7 to 10 o'clock, don't get mad if I don't pick up the phone. We'll just keep it moving and grooving. Go Canucks, go, man. It, it can make a lot more sense there if the Wings lose and crumble to your Vancouver Canucks. A good chance of that happening. Again, rest on the shoulders uh, of a lot of things. But I'm going to specifically look at uh, the fact that we need somebody on this team. We need a line combination on this team to do what the third line has been doing forever. And voila, look what happened. The third line, it's no longer there. Uh, somebody has to step up. Well, a trio has to step up. And I think it's going to be Lindholm, Pedersen, and Hoaglander. Yeah, I, I like the way you think, right? It's uh, well, going to be one of those top two lines, mm -hmm. hopefully. Uh, again, the lines going into this game is Lindholm, uh, Pedersen, Hooglander. Then you have Suter, Miller, Besser. You have McKayev on the third line uh, with Garland and Bluger. And then the fourth line, you have PDG, Nilzaman, and Sam Lafferty draws back in. I also think, you know, Philip Pronick had a big game when he got back to Dulles Arena. I'm going to say it's a big game for Quinn Hughes. Yeah, I feel like he hasn't scored in a little bit. So I'm, I'm going to say uh, Quinn Hughes is going to get a goal tonight as well. So looking forward to it. Um, you know, the fact that Elliot Friedman's reporting that the Canucks and Wings have been warned about this game is, is kind of dumb to me. Uh, Elliot Friedman said it came on the backs of the Morgan Riley cross-check to the face. But, oh, my God, just let let them play, man. Let them have some fun. Hopefully there's a couple <laughs> brouhaha. A couple goals. Let's go, baby. It's a game night. You're the best team in the NHL is playing. I'm stoked, man. And I'm stoked, too. And I, I don't know if the warning is going to do anything to the intensity of this game because I don't think anyone was thinking about being a lunatic because of the gritty, okay? You don't get that sense from this team. They, like, and, and I'll also say this. It's, a like, at the top of the team, it's pretty young. They want the game to, you know, they don't really, it's not that deep. If somebody's like growing the game or just being personable, blah, 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 they're not going to, it's not, it's not super harmful. It wasn't the, it wasn't a playoff game. It was one of the first games after an all-star break. Okay. I don't think anyone was offended from the gritty. Anyways, I don't think it's going to take away from the intensity. We got two teams again, new to games mattering this late in the season. Every hockey game for them means a lot. And just because of that, anything can happen. Uh, speaking of anything, I'm done talking about anything, okay? I got to get out of here. A lot of work on the table at the Don't Doze Art Lab. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen doing this. Another episode of Locked on Canucks. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Shout out to all the listeners doing their thing. Uh, shout out to G. Ellis for the super sticker. What's a sticker, man? One love, though, man. One love. Uh, you know what? Everyone watching this, you and you and you and you, 
You're doing the most. Anyways, Bagsy, sign us out. Hey, you know what? Shout out to everyone for sticking with me through my bad intro. I don't know what's going on, man. Maybe it's my computer, uh, which is five and a half years old, because I've been in multiple offices. Uh, I do record this at my day job. Um, but anyways, and we appreciate all, each and every one of you for tuning in, whether you're an everyday or a first-time listener, an occasional listener, a new subscriber, or those of you who joins with the live YouTube show. And guess what? <laughs> a Lockdown Canucks meetup one day. I am 100% down for that. Let's uh, let's yeah. aim for playoff time. Uh, a Lockdown Canucks meetup at playoff time would be pretty sweet. Uh, we'll try to work something out for that because, uh, hey, I wouldn't have to worry about Wi-Fi if that's the case. And that is nice. Wow. Um, we'll be back on with an episode tomorrow. Who knows? Kyle, you've been killing with the post games. I don't know what you're doing tonight. Hey, we've been killing it with the post game shows, man. So it's a wee thing, bro. Okay. It's a team okay. effort, man. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm just not present on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll be back with an episode tomorrow. One of the things I, I did want to touch on was if the Canucks are going to make another big move, could they make a big move first and foremost? And if they do, which guys are going out the door and what could that look like? So let's have a little fun with that to end off the week. But that's tomorrow. For now, I'm Trevor Beggs. That guy's Cal Bowen. And you've been listening to Locked on Canucks. Peace, 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 peace. Look after your neighbors. Go Canucks, go. Let's